All right? All right, so let's get into this, this message. Now, this message, even though it's, it's Father's Day, this should really be a blessing to the wives, uh, the mothers, and the, uh, the wives-to-be, <laughs> right? Uh, this should really be good. So we're going to talk about the strength of a man, all right? Uh, which, of course, is God's strength. We're going to talk about the strength of man. Let's go to Hebrews 12. I'll try to make quick work of this since I used all that extra time to share my heart. Man, I was like balling in the gym. Like, <laughs> it's like, what's going on, brother? I, could, I probably would have played it off. Man, this bench is hard. You know, I took a week off. <laughs> All right, so Hebrews 12, right? Hebrews 12, and for the sake of time, I'm going to read out of the classic Amplified version. Hebrews 12, 3 through 8. Hebrews 12, 3 through 8. All right, it says, uh, just think of him, just think of him, we're talking about Christ, who endured from sinners such grievous opposition. So Christ dealt with opposition, right? Look, and bitter hostility against himself. Reckon up and consider it all in comparison with your trials. So it's saying that, hey, hey, somebody's kind of went through to show you how to get through these tests and trials you're in right now. It says, so that you may not grow weary and exhausted, losing heart and relaxing, look, look, and fainting in your mind. Give up starts in your mind first. The adversary tries to, to offer the give up in your mind, Right? Right? So it says, it says, you have not yet struggled and fought agonizingly against sin, nor have you yet resisted and withstood to the point, look, look, of pouring out your own blood. Right? It says, and, and have you completely forgotten the divine word of appeal and encouragement in which you are uh, reasoned with and addressed as sons? My son, do not think lightly or scorn to submit or scorn to submit to the correction and discipline of the Lord, nor lose courage and give up and faint when you are reproved and corrected by him. For the Lord corrects and disciplines everyone whom he loves, and he punishes, even scourges every son whom, whom he accepts and welcomes to his heart and, cherish, and cherishes. It says, you must submit to and endure correction for discipline. God is dealing with you as with sons. For what son is there whom the father does not, does train and correct and discipline? Now, if you are exempt from correction and left without discipline in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate offspring, not true sons at all. Now, so this is the foundation of when we walk down and we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's why Luke says, who builds a house and don't count the cost? It's a cost. We sign up for it's just going to be all good from here. You, know, you, you open up the word. And you go, ah, man, I don't understand this. And so we go, oh, since I don't understand it, that means I can close it. 
And since I understand it, Pastor Mel, you just give me understanding. No, I'm not going to read for myself. You just keep giving me understanding. I'll tell you what I don't know because I'm not, I'm not going to agonize. But that's a part of what you go through. You go through the agony. Then it becomes an appetite, right? Then it becomes amusement, right? We've talked about that. So now when you so, so, so it's saying now you're signing off for something, man. You're not signing on for your convenience. You're signing on for chastisement. Now, the chastisement is not, it's not to destroy who you are. It's actually to help for who you are to come out. It's to break off of what's been restricting you from releasing what's in you. The Bible says, except the corner we fall to the ground and die, can't bring forth fruit. Has to go through brokenness. Has to go through pressure. Don't pressure me. Okay, well, you don't want to be broken. No, I don't want to be broken. Well, then you don't want to release what's in you. Because a lot of our controls, our minds, our understanding, our intellect is suppressing our arrogancy, our pride, is suppressing what God's trying to get out of us. Treasure hidden in earth and vessel, right? And so you got to ask yourself, are you looking for a way in or a way out? Because I already told you, this is the foundation. The foundation is going to be some chastisement here, right? Right? As a man, you're going to go through some correction. God corrects his sons. Now, are you looking for a way out or a way in? Now, I ain't tell you what's on the other side. I just told you you're going to go through the correction. What you going to do? See, a lot of times, a lot of times we're looking for a way out. We're not looking for a way in. Right? Every day we're looking for a way out. So we come up with, don't, the, don't judge me. It don't take all that. You know, hey, I have my own relationship with God. Right? I don't even need to come to church. But we talked about this in Bible school. There's two sides to the coin of growing in the things of God. Right? As far as communication is. So I have a responsibility to set myself apart so I don't misrepresent God. I start misrepresenting God, run up out the door. But guess what? Most of us stop right there. We got our clipboard making sure the man of God don't misrepresent God. <laughs> What's that God? Is God is okay with that? Can you do that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. oh no, 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 no. We, it's a teamwork thing. You have a responsibility to not misinterpret. So I'm setting myself apart to not misrepresent. Are you setting yourself apart to not misunderstand? Because I could not misrepresent, but you could be so clouded, you're missing understanding all the time. Because you ain't setting yourself apart because you at the house. Because you got your own relationship with God. Right? Well, because you don't have to be accountable. That's Wednesday's message. Accountability's covering. But I won't get into that because we're not... On accountability, we're on the strength of a man. All right, so let's go here. Um, the strength of a man is measured, is the, the strength of a man is the measure of his character, is the measure of his character, right? So let's go here to Romans 5. And I'm going to tell you, this should answer some things. You ever like, you ever feel bound in your own body? I remember, remember like before you accepted Jesus, you're sitting in your, those that have accepted Jesus, 
Some of y'all watching online maybe haven't accepted him yet, but you will today. All right, but, but, but a lot of us will tell you before we accepted Jesus, uh, depending on how we were living before that, there was altar calls or, you know, I know in college they did chapel and they did the part, people raised their hand. It was all these little different situations, but it was something like holding you, like, you know, almost like you, you're almost like a mummy, right? Like on the inside, you, you, you want to move, but your body ain't cooperating. You know, like, you know, sometimes we have altar calls, you know, some people actually want to come up to the altar and, and we leave out and they never moved out of their seat. Everything on this, help me, help me. But, but they're like this. And, I, and that's how I was. I, I used to be in the back. Help. Amen. Hallelujah. Couldn't even lift my hands up, right? That's because sometimes we, we spend so much time in the flesh, the flesh has more control over, over us then we realize. Now, when I say spend time in the flesh, sometimes we're thinking, I'm not hurting and killing. But we expose ourselves to things that are pleasurable to us and our flesh, but they're weakening our ability to do what's best. Right? And, and the thing is, you can't hide when you're in the flesh. Okay, you can't hide from me. I, I'm not indicting you for it, but I'm just saying you can't hide. You can tell. You can tell people in the flesh. Just like if you were in light, you could tell somebody in darkness. All right? But anyway, let's go to Romans 5. That went over real good. I had to tell, like, what you, I ain't coming around you. No, come on around. Yeah, come on around. All right, so uh, let's see where we want to start here. I thought I had this in the Amplified too. Okay, I do. Classic Amplified, all right? Uh, I'll read the King James first. Start with verse 1. I know y'all was like, what's, what verse? What verse? Romans 5. Did I say Romans 5? Yes. Okay, verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace. This is the key that we're looking for. Peace with God through what? Our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, by whom? Right? Through our Lord Jesus Christ, says, by whom also we have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. It says, not only so, but we, look, well, look, now, 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 I didn't say this, this is the Bible. It says, not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Testing trials, we glory in testing trials. We don't run. We glory in testing trials, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. It says, look, right, and patience experience and experience hope and intense expectancy. It says, and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. Now, we know this love shed abroad in our hearts. A part of this is that chastisement. I care about who I love. You know, I'm having, I told you I have a great, I have a great, great relationship with my son. I had a great conversation yesterday. Guess what? But I've had to chastise. Actually, I was chastised for a long time, and that's what we was talking about. We were talking about how I said, Dale, there was years where I had to, like, double and triple up on stuff. You know, like, come on, man, let's get it. I said, but, but because I care so much about your life. 
You know what I'm saying? I had to double the triple. But then there's times when I can just look at him. But then there was times when I didn't need to. He, I know, I know, I know. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so, so, but when we're talking now, he's like, man, dad, I'm so glad you did this. I understand why you did that. Because he has, he's dealing with my grandson and my granddaughters. You understand what I'm saying? So he understands. He understands everything that we've done. At this stage, it's like, and he's excited about talking about it. He's like, man, boy, I should have done this. Boy, I should have done that, right? Right? You understand what I mean? But, the, but I loved him enough to chat him. And he said this too. He said, what I realized that you forfeited an opportunity to really enjoy our relationship to do what was best for me. He said, because I'm realizing that now. I just want to enjoy my son, but I can't enjoy him because I got to do what's best for him. He said, so now I understand. He said, at first, you used to tell me that, and I was like, look like you're enjoying yourself to me. He says, but I see it now. It was all about you, you, you sacrificed really enjoying me so you can do what I needed. And I find myself in that position right now. But see, it takes strength to do that, to not get what you want so they can get what they need. Right? Right? You can't parent at your, out of your convenience. So the Amplified says this. It says, moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, this is the key here, develops maturity of character. What's this character? Approved faith and tried integrity, right? And character of this sort, the character we're talking about, approved faith and tried integrity, produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So it's saying that when, when my hope is in the true character, approved faith, not just talking like I got faith, right? Tried and tested integrity. That means I started, listen, parents will tell you this all day. Your kids rolling with you at a certain path, right? I, I remember at one time with Mondale, uh, when he was young, all the parents at the church wanted their kid to be like him. Boy, we just love that Mondale. People would take him out and just buy him stuff. You know, and you know, he'd be walking through the mall. He's like, oh, that's nice. You want that? You want that? You want that? Like, they're just taking him out. Right? But then he got overconfident and he let temptation pull him off out of the, outside the lines. So now he's flowing different. Now, you think I'm talking about my son, but this is what some of us have been doing with God. You flow different because now you know better for yourself. But, but you don't realize you don't know better. You're testing what you've been told. Now, you see what you've been told is true sometimes, but pride says, oh, it ain't that, it ain't that, and I don't want it to be that because if it's that, then they was right. But you think that them being right is... is is like, like it's a rivalry going on, like it's some type of competition. 
Their parents, parents don't get no extra money for being right. There's no all-star team being picked. Like, it's not we all NBA parents, and so we get a max contract. You know, we make the all-parent team. No, it doesn't work. No, us being right, you, you win if we right. No matter what, we don't win. You do. You got it going on. And so, so, but we, we don't think that. We think, nah, nah, I would do this, but, man, they, they, I'm, not, I'm not really trying to hear what they're trying to say, and then they're going to tell me more. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> like, you would just lose sight of value sometimes. But anyway, so, so this, this, this character, this, uh, this maturity of character so, so you, can, you can have character, but it, it cannot be matured. So you have faith, but it hasn't been tested because a lot of us don't even use faith. Do you know, it's, uh, I didn't study this, but what I've been exposed to, do you know like 98% of Christians don't use faith? 100% of Christians talk faith, but you know 98% of them don't even use faith. And you can tell because they talk in faith until they got to use it. Then their whole countenance changed. <laughs> they, they, they Pass the mail. <laughs> Did you see what came over? <laughs> and Pastor Mel was like, you going to use that stuff you've been talking about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Most people don't even use faith. So... When, are you, when, it, when is it going to be matured? When is, it get, when is the faith approved? When it's tested and you win. Right? You got me? Like that, that tried, in, the, the integrity, when you, t- integrity is the core, it's the foundation, integrity of a building, right? You know, so if you're building that foundation, how you know it has integrity? Everything you build and can stand on it without it shaking, crack, cracking, or moving. But let's say they, they put the thing together, and you know, every time, every time Terrence drives by, it's in a different position. So he's gonna be like, oh, you know, foundation's just like that, man. You know, sometimes, it, Natalie, one day it could be like this, tomorrow it could be like that. Don't, don't worry about it, baby. Then you drive by the next day, and it's tilted. Well, you know how the ground is, babe. Sometimes the foundation's going to be tilted. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what you're saying. What you're saying is sometimes we're going to be sitting in the house upright, and sometimes we're going to be sliding down, down the house. No. It got to be solid. Right? Your character got to be solid. It can't be tilted. You're trying to build purpose on this thing. All this little emotion and stuff we be getting into because things ain't going our way. What's going to happen when you get that dream? That dream you really dreaming about. What's going to happen then? What's happening now? Oh, just. 
People online, Sister Joy said nothing, <laughs> right? All right, so, so, so this, this strength of a man is when you're, when you're uh, strengthened with might in the inner man, in your character. You know, uh, uh, what is it? What scripture is that? Ephesians? What is it? What is it? Ephesians 3? What's the actual scripture? Now, I know what the scripture says. I just want to, I wanted to, she said it. You know how we do around here where I ask the question, where is that? Just to see, you know, places demand on you. 14? 16. Right? Huh? She starts at 14. All right, that's cool. No, it's one of the prayers. She's right. You know, that's something that we talk about around here. So Ephesians 3, 14. Now, Ephesians 1 says that the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. That's, that's, that's our inner eyes, right? Ephesians 3 here says, it's a little audible, but it says, uh, verse 14, it says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth, that's all of us, is named, right, or is honored, Right? It says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be what? Strengthened with what? Might by his spirit in the inner man. Right? And it goes on to say that Christ may dwell in your heart that you be rooted and grounded in love. But to be rooted and grounded in love, you're going to have to go through some chastisement. Right? Because he chastens whom he loves. Right? But the goal is to fortify that inner man. To fortify that inner man. See, because... The strength of a man is, uh, it's, an in, it's, the, it's an in, the ability to endure temptation. It's enduring temptation. All right, let's go to James 1 real quick. Because it's, it's, it's uh, and it's not, it's not I don't want to say, it's, it's not any of our fault. It's just our responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Like, the culture has kind of weakened us, you know, like, just to, like, you know, way back from the, they got names. I think they started the names of my generation. They started called baby boomers. Now they, they keep naming generations. So it's generation X, Y, Z, W, A, whatever. But, 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 but before the baby boomers, was they naming stuff back in your, your, your day? <laughs> I see I slipped that in there. He just jumped in too. He's like, yeah, they, what did they name it? The greatest? That's what they named it? They called that the greatest generation. I thought he was joking, but. Uh, he said around World War II, it was the greatest generation. <laughs> and, they, and they came back and created the baby boomers. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but, but it kind of makes sense. Because once the baby boomers stuck. Once the, he actually, okay, hold on, hold on, y'all. Let's take, we're going to have a family moment, okay? Because I'm a father, right? Can we have a family moment? All right, so, so, we all was wondering if he was correct, right? You wasn't? Somebody had faith in me that you were All right, so he wasn't. All right, huh? You didn't trust it. All right, so, so different people didn't, some people didn't, you, 
<laughs> it's a family moment. Hold on. Just stay, stay with me. It's a family moment, right? Right? So we all figure out. So guess what? Out of the family, we hear somebody blurt out. He's actually telling the truth. Now, I didn't have to ask her anything. She says he's actually telling the truth. Why? Because she knew it already. She but the family knows what? She did what? <laughs> what? How does that mean he actually telling the truth? Because of Google? But anyway, we'll just roll with it, you know, for right now. Thank you, Lucille. That's enough. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> All right, so. So we have, okay, the greatest generation. But to me, without me Googling it, it made sense because baby boomers get, get they got that name because everybody was having babies as children. Like we was in high school, it was, everybody's pregnant. So you have children, you start the process of what? Children having children. Well, when, it, when those children grow up, they're only gonna have children even sooner. So now the core foundation, matter of fact, uh, uh, even the first 50 years of this country, everything was about character. It was about who you were on the inside. The last 200 and so years, it's, it's about performance, looking the part, not being the part. Yeah, the, the whole culture's changed, but it was all about you had to be it to be approved. Now you, all you got to do is look like it. And, 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 and in this culture, you don't even have to look like it. You just, well, I don't, I don't need nobody. I just, I'm just doing my own thing, right? And so you, you cheat as I always talk about the, the core foundation, because you're not taking your time to build a character to handle what your gifting is gonna produce, right? So, so you're gifted on, with weak character because you don't have the strength of a man. We spend all our energy on what we wanna do, not being what it takes to handle what we're gonna do. So that's why everything is so temporary. You know, and then we skip, we skip parenting, we skip relationships, we skip uh, uh, flowing into things of God. We just we run by those things because we just try to get to what we want to do. And, and all those things you're running past builds the character for you to do what you want to do. You got to go through the test of relationships. You got to go through the, you, you got to be accountable to the kingdom of God, right? You got to take the time out with your children. But it's almost like, man, I ain't got no time for that. I'm trying to get to this. Hang in there. Once I get here, it's going to be all right. But then once you get there, you don't have a character to handle it, and you destroy the entire family. You know, uh, as, as we grew, you know, there's different tests and trials we've gone through. And some of the times, I was, I was about to blow the whole thing up. And Mara was like, nah, you don't went through a lot. And one time, it, it was, uh, they were trying to sabotage her. I was like, baby, there ain't no dream without you. Like, I'm not trying to get anywhere and then go get you. No, we can run together. You know what I'm saying? So, so I don't think I'm cheating the process. I'm not trying to skip y'all and get to these platforms I want to be on. No, 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 no. We're growing together. 
Ask anybody. That's all I always say. We grow together. But how many are willing to grow with? As, no, most of us are trying to grow without. I, take your wrist, put it somewhere and let it grow by itself. No, it's just going to start dying as soon as you're separated from the body. That's why we're atrophying because we're separated from the body. We don't have the strength to stay. But anyway, let's just keep going. All right, James 1, 12. It says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. It didn't say temptation wasn't coming. It says you got to endure it. It says, for when he is tried or tested, he shall receive uh, the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them, to them that love him. To them that love him. Right? right? So, so we got to endure these tests, right? Amen. And see, the adversary, first he's going to try to slander you when you start moving towards doing God stuff. He's going to try to slander you. If he can't slander you, and at first, you know, you know how you're punked or people make you feel bad. But when you pass that test, then he's going to try to buy you out. Spiritual bribes. Right? But he ain't going to just let you get to your dream. I, so I was thinking about this. I'm, you know, y'all already know I'm, I'm an athlete, but I'm, I'm a ba- I play basketball. And so, so I was watching the playoffs uh, after the fast. Didn't watch it during the fast. And so the Denver Nuggets won the playoffs. But I know a lot of us in this room, if we was on the Denver Nuggets team, we would have never not only made it to the NBA championship, we wouldn't have made it through the playoff round. You know why? Because their entire process was, was, they were cheated and it was unfair. Because they're a small market team, they don't want them to win. Keeping it real, y'all may not believe, like this because it might be your favorite team. Uh, but as sorry as the Lakers were, <laughs> right, go back and watch the game impartial. And it's not, it's not the cause that's made. It's the balance of cause. So, so if a ref, the refs are trained, I, I, I sat before Dick Verbetter, NBA ref, and he told us how they call games. So let's say if they're letting you play, everybody getting beat up. But if they, if they let me get beat up, but the other team, I can't touch them, that's not, something's going on there. So in this particular playoff, I got the mic so I can say it, they were doing that for the Lakers. But I watched something. Denver started playing like, this is, this is the way I was trained. Okay, we're going to play fair. You foul me, I call foul, get the ball. But now you're going to try to create a situation where even when I call foul, I don't get the ball. So now I'm going to have to start playing as if beat me up, I'm still going to score. And that's how Denver started playing. Then they go to the next game. It was the same thing. But instead of complaining... They embraced it. That's the only way you're going to win. What we do is we complain. It's unfair. Why is this happening to me? Well, look, look at them. They, 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 it ain't happening to them. Ain't nobody coming. Pass the test. Embrace the process. It's your test. Look at Joseph. Wasn't nobody going through what Joseph was going through. He had to stay locked in on God. Listen, Daniel still went and prayed. Knowing that, pray you go into the lion's den. That's unfair. He wasn't hurting nobody. 
He wasn't hating on the people that was already there, minding his own business. And so walked up, you know, he's like, walk up. He just walk up to the lion's den. He just walk up to the lion's den. Some of us, no, 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 this ain't right, man. This ain't right, man. That ain't right, man. I ain't, hey, look, listen, y'all gonna have to drag me up in the lion's den. Which they would have. So, so you might not have got bit by the lion, but you'd have came out with broken bones just because you got to get dragged. And God don't give the glory. Right? You, you understand what I'm saying? Let it play out. Let God show you when no matter what they throw at you. Now I got my rights. I got my cause. What about the righteous cause? Let it play out. It's never worked when, because the goal is, I just need you engaged. I don't care if you win. I just need you complaining. Uh, I need you, court cases, I need all that. I don't need you just believing God. See, it takes strength to do that. It takes strength to, even when it looks unfair, knowing that God has a favorable outcome for me. Remember, approved faith. When else would you use that type of faith? When everything's going your way? Right? See, that, that's what forges strength, right? Amen. Right? Somebody expressed uh, God's thoughts this way. They said, uh, I've designed you to endure anything. And you're falling for everything. Look, look. God said, I designed you to endure whatever comes at you resilience, and you falling for everything, right? See, it takes strength to apply Zipporah's scripture, take up your cross, right? Let's, let's, look at, let's look at Luke real quick. See, again, we're talking about the strength of a man, and sometimes we don't, we think the strength is our mouth. We think the strength is our pride. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. That's weakness, Complaining, that's weakness. Isolating yourself, that's weakness. Take strength to stay, hang in there, right? I tell you, uh, one, one New Year's, uh, and I, keep, I just left it up there just for strength, but uh, they had me singing with them. Somebody was supposed to sing and didn't show up, so Ms. Lamar asked me to sing. And he's not like Pastor Mel. That's why Pastor Mel's over the music ministry. So instead of customizing something for my voice, he just had me just singing something. He, he probably was like, you know, because remember, y'all have heard him admit, at times growing at the church, it's kind of like who he think he is. So probably was like, I got him now. I got him now, boy. I'm, uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to embarrass this brother now. But, but I, I did it. I did it to punk my flesh. I just be doing stuff to punk my flesh. I, I knew I wasn't, I couldn't do that. And I submitted to, look, we had, we had to do a, a voice, warm up your voice. So we had to do notes and stuff like that, right? I, did, I submitted to it, right? I, I submitted to the practice and everything. No, no, I'm minding my business. I'm just at the church to help with sound on something that day. 
they were ready to be singing for New Year's. Not me, but I showed up as if I was ready all the time. Some of y'all singing don't show up. Look, 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 look. He, he said amen. He's like, I do sing, don't I? You right. You right, Pastor. You, you got me on that one. I travel around the world singing. We don't need you to travel around the world. We just need you to travel from Denver to Hardwood Lane. <laughs> How about that? Appreciate all the miles you done put in. <laughs> right? Just need you to show up for practice. That's all. Anyway, Luke 9. We family, right? I can father, right? <laughs> right? Come on, y'all. Don't be getting all sensitive. You don't develop no strength and character when you get sensitive. If you feel offended by anything, come on, man. Even if somebody talking crazy, man, you'd be letting your, 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 your friends uh, dog you out, cuss you out, talk about you, and you say, <laughs> soon as somebody loves you, say the truth, you, 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 you snapping on them. It's weird. <laughs> Glutton for abuse, but not the truth. All right, so uh, Luke 9, 23. And he said unto them, if any man will come after me, let him, what? Deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, this is the key, verse 24. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, uh, for my sake, the same shall save it. So again, we gain our life by letting go of it, Right? But so saving faith, not trying to look bad, all that's trying to save your life. But you're losing the true, the true life. You're losing strength when you do that, right? Not inviting opportunities for humility, but trying to run from humility. You lose strength when you do that. Living in cover-up, you lose strength. See, when you have to be accountable, exposed, responsible, and challenged, you're only going to get stronger in those situations. You see what I'm saying? But we running from stuff like that, right? <laughs> all right, the goal is to kill the flesh, right? He said, deny self, kill the flesh, right? I'm crucified with Christ, right? I'm trying to crucify my flesh. So if my flesh is feeling uneasy, good. Man, can get out the way then. Because some of us have too much strength in our minds, too much strength in our hands. We're in the way. We have to get out of the way. See, if you think about it, if we're performance-driven and we don't even realize it. You know, well, yeah, I can't go nowhere unless I'm all dressed up. Man, just show up. How about that? Show up, because sometimes you're dressed up and you're still not there. Did you hear what I just said? Yeah, sometimes you're dressed up and you're still not there. Right? You, you know, you think your appearance is what's going to grandfather you in. Your character is, right? Listen, if we start dressing our character like we do our body, people stand in line for, for $300 sneakers. Why don't we stand in line for $300 of revelation? How about standing in line for $300 of testing? Chastisement. You know, just to build that character. You know what I'm saying? Get the flesh out the way, right? <laughs> Galatians 5. 
All right? We don't see no lines for that, right? Obviously. <laughs> this is your, your uh, character building store. And the return on this investment is a whole lot greater than some tennis shoes or sneakers, whichever one y'all use out in North Carolina. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't been to the Midwest back. I don't even know. What do they say here? I still don't be no. I don't say sneakers and tennis shoes all the time. Which one they say? Tennis shoes. Thank you. Ed, no. Ed from Ed from Charlotte. Tennis shoes. Okay. Now you know tennis shoes are what you play tennis in, right? Huh? You know that, right? So if I'm wearing some basketball sneakers, why would I call them tennis shoes? That was good, though, Ed. That really was. That was kind of sweet, though. He said, I played basketball in my tennis shoes. That was good. But that wasn't my point. But it was good. That still was a good comeback. I'll just stick to sneakers. Terrence said, I've been here 13 years. Get it together. All right, so Galatians 5, 24. Uh, it says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the uh, uh, affections and lusts. So we have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. So the affections and the lusts are actually going out ahead of our character and they're still in our opportunity to qualify for what we really, the fulfillment and the purpose we want. Uh, Philippians 1.21 says, for, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You know, kill that flesh, kill that flesh. See, the strength of a man is that which has been raised in God. The strength of a man is that which has been raised. But for something to be raised, you have to die to yourself and let God resurrect you from there. Um, I'm just going to read through a couple of scriptures real quick because I want to give you this, this particular point here. Uh, but Romans 8.11, please write down the scriptures, though. Romans 8.11, it says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken or make alive your mortal limited bodies by a spirit that dwelleth in you. Right? So, again, the strength of a man is that which is raised. Right? See, even Christ, he, he, he gave himself, he got buried. The, the, the power of God, the resurrection power of God raised him from the dead. The life that Christ lives right now that gives us access, that he shows up for your prayers, he's living through resurrection power. Remove the resurrection power, Christ is still in the grave. That's why it says if we're crucified with Christ, nevertheless we live, but it's not us that live, but it's Christ that lives through us. It's talking about that resurrection power, that strength of a man is living through us now. So, and, and, and the shift is the want to. So, and I know I'm talking to the guys, but, you know, Pastor Mel did strength of a woman. But the thing is, you notice how the closer you get to Christ, you have more want to. The more you're in the flesh, you don't feel like doing that. You don't have no want to. You can't get up and go. You, your, your, your engagement shifts. You slip away, right? And that's, that's because you're trying to do things in your own strength. Our strength is limited, especially when we're under attack, right? So let ourselves die in, in our time of weakness. Well, we'll get to this. 
you know, because the strength of a man is, is, is the end of our strength. The strength of a man is the end of our strength. 2 Corinthians 12. Well, I, well I'm going to read it uh, for the sake of time. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 12. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 12, just so you at least have it. Uh, you've heard it, but I just want to read this classic amplified. It says, and to keep me from being puffed up and too much elated by the exceeding greatness preeminence of these revelations. So this is Paul saying, the more I realize stuff, and some of us find, found ourselves here where you realize stuff, you see stuff, you roll in, you think you could tell everybody everything. But Paul said something was sent to him to keep him from being puffed up. There was given to me a thorn, a splinter in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to rack, look, he said, to rack and buffet and harass me to keep me from being excessively exalted. It says, three times I called upon the Lord and besought him about this and begged that it might depart from me. Some of us hadn't even done three times, right? But he said he at least three times. So, it's, so that means I, I, I besought the Lord, waited for some time to go by, nothing changed, right? I'm like, okay, maybe he ain't hear me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do have faith, but maybe he ain't hear me. So I besought the Lord again. Some time goes by. I give it a leave it a little more time. Nothing changes, right? So now I'm going, oh, no, no, no. We just, so, so I done consulted with everybody. I'm about to go in, in on prayer this time. Three times. It says three times I called upon the Lord and besought him about this and begged. So the third, by the time I get to the third time, he begging that it might depart from me. But he said to me, my grace, my favor and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger and enables you to bear the trouble, look at this, manfully. That's what it says. Bear the trouble manfully with the strength of a man. It says, for my strength and power are made perfect, fulfilled and completed and show themselves more effective in your weakness. So if you really want to get rid of it, get out the way. It says, therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weaknesses and infirmities, that the strength and power of Christ, the Messiah, that strength of a man, may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. See, I don't need a visit. I need it to live within me at my core, at my character. I need it to be my integrity. See, integrity is sameness. So, so this power is rested on me. It's dwelling in me. It's on demand. But if I'm just doing it in certain moments, if I'm in and out, then it's not, it's, it's not solid. It's not solid. So sometimes I may, I may have the resistance and sometimes I don't, Right? It says, it says so, so for the sake of Christ, I am well pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardships, persecution, perplexities when I really don't understand, and distresses. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am truly strong, able, powerful in divine strength. See, so this strength of a man kicks in when we're at our limits, but we think something's wrong when we feel weak in our own self. 
No, 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 no. There's things being purged out of you. That's in a way. And, and it might not be in a way for what you're trying to do right now, but it's definitely in a way for where you're going. Because this is what we do. We sit in God's face and we go, I just want to know my purpose. I want to know what I want to do. And, and God, God thinks, and I, I was sharing this in Bible school because I've had to learn how to operate this in consideration of the whole. So I might not be going fast, fast enough for you, but I'm going in perfect timing for what needs to be getting done. Not just what you see, but what that's connected to also. So, so a lot of times when we pray for stuff, God sends us what it takes to handle it first. Like, why would I give it to you? You can't handle it. So I can hear God, that, what, what you need? Oh. Oh, 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 you, you, you want how many? 13 locations. Oh, not a problem. Hey, do me a favor. All right, we got, a, we got an order here for 13 locations. So I need you to go, uh, uh, no, I'm going to send you on a patient assignment. Yeah, we need this person to go through some patients. I mean, 13 locations is going to take a while. Trust me, this fool will actually think they're going to get 13 locations in 13 years. Right, so, so, you know, we need to work because, you know, that's going to produce a lot of wealth. I don't want them to lose their mind. So we're going to send them and put them in some money situations also, okay? Yeah, they got to go through some money situations, you know. You know, um, you know, because sometimes, you know, some things can happen and they'll, they'll, they'll get shaky with their tithe. All right? So we, we want to get them in situations, make sure they're locked into that because we can't have them with 13 locations and then they're not covered by me. We need their finances covered, all right? Okay, I need you to take care of that. Oh, yeah, your job is probably going to be real difficult. Because right, what I need you to do is kind of get them around people. You know, just get them in around a, the congregation. Get them, like, serving. Because otherwise, they're just going to be lowering over all their employees. So I need them to learn how to be faithful in another man's so they can be a lot more sensitive to the people that are serving them. And because some of those people that, that within their 13 locations, I've designed to have 35 locations. So I need them to be okay with training that person to go to a level that they haven't achieved. But right now, they're just thinking about themselves. So you, you, you guys got that? Y'all can hand that for me? Now, just ignore them constantly. When am I going to get my 13? Don't, don't pay that no mind. <laughs> they don't realize we're setting them up for the 13 locations. Good job, guys. I'll see y'all later. Just report back to me. That's what's happening. Yeah. All this stuff that's going on is preparing you for what you say you want to do. But you keep running back to your default, making excuses, staying in denial. You know, you, know, you pray to God, Lord, if I'm supposed to do this, you know, make it happen. If I'm not, you have your permission to interrupt it. <laughs> God to interrupt that thing five times. But you go, now, it probably wasn't God's interruption. It probably was, you know, what really happened was. No, it was God saying, we're going to do what I want to do? Are we going to use that, that measure of faith? Or are you going to be in that 98% that never use your faith in me? You're, you use your risk in your hands, but not your faith in your heart. All right, so anyway, so the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, right? In Ephesians 6.10, before he tells you to put on that armor, be strong where? In the Lord and the power of whose might? His might. 
His might, right? Ephesians 6.10, right? See, so what happens is a lot of times when we don't have the strength of a man, we have what's called a built-in weakness, living in our flesh. Now, we've talked about it here before. We have advanced information to make sure we don't operate this way. Matthew 26, 41, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. So when you don't find the strength to do, that means the flesh has been fed to a point where it's the first voice. See, the flesh will give up on any, anybody and anything. The flesh sees every circumstance as insurmountable, and if it hangs around long enough, it's, it sees it as impossible. But the spirit is willing to see beyond the most insurmountable situation because the spirit knows with, with man is it possible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. See, it, when are we going to use this faith? Do you know the testimonies of people that were in insurmountable situations and was like, you know, if it wasn't for God, I don't think we'd even be married right now. If it wasn't for God, I don't think we'd ever have these 15 locations. I just keep adding on the locations, right? I, I, just, I, 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 I don't even know how it happened. I just looked up one day and we're here, you know, and I just thought it was over, man, for real. You know, I mean, I just. <laughs> so this built, we got to, we got to, God is taking us through stuff to flush out that built-in weakness. See, because God's strength begins at your place of weakness, at your place of quit. See, some of us would never walk to the line of quit on our own. If everything was favorable, we're not going nowhere near quit, right? So at your place of quit is when it begins. But you think at the place of quit is where it ends. <laughs> right? No, it doesn't work that way. Hey, Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24, strength of a man. See, something happens when you get to this place. When you get to the place of quit. This, there's, your mind is like, it's over. But your inner man, if you're spending time with God, be like, nah, nah, you let me get too close. There's something on the other side. I think I'm going to hang in here. <laughs> and you start to see glimpse, glimpses of the, uh, the impossible being possible. So Proverbs 24, verse 10. Proverbs 24, verse 10. Look, it says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. If you faint, the word faint means to give up. If I give up in the day of adversity, it says, thy, your, your strength is small, right? It says, you know, the scripture says in Isaiah, it says, uh, how, can, how can you run with the horses if the footmen weary you? Right? And uh, I, believe that's, I believe that's Isaiah 37.3. I could be wrong. Uh, it says, when God, uh, with God we embrace running with the horses. Without God, we run from them. With God we embrace. See, see, again, running with the horses means everything seems like it's overwhelming. It seems like it's going too fast. It seems like I can't slow it down. But you are being trained to keep step with the horses 
when God told you to keep step with the footman, to be faithful, to fellowship, to, to, to all that stuff. That's when, that was before the momentum picked up. But you kept blowing it off. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Now you're overwhelmed. But you were already being set up and trained to run with the horses. That's why it says, hey, if, you, if, you, if, if you're frustrated with serving at a smaller level, why are you still believing for more? You can't tolerate two people, but you believe in, you, your dreams require hundreds of thousands of people. Those are the horses. You can't even handle the footmen. You can't be consistent around the things of God on a consistent basis at this level. What are you going to do? See, 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 I watch this. Every level we've grown, ooh, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's Father's Day and everybody's going to love me anyway, right? Amen. <laughs> but I watch every level we've grown, like from, you know, from dance studio, but I watch people and I watch how some people shifted every time we move. And what I mean by shifted is almost like, oh, everybody got to know who I am, you know, because now there's, there's one, there's more opportunity uh, to be seen so I can't get swallowed up instead of being who you are at every level. No matter who shows up, being consistent and locked in at every level, not changing when you get to different levels. You see what I'm saying? Not, 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 like we can't change. We still got to serve. You know, we, you know, we, we, we move over here and, you know, fast week, y'all never see us. <laughs> you know, we at another level, babe. You know, we don't need to be hanging out with the peons at fast week. You know, uh, that's, that's, our, that's our opportunity to go around the upper echelon. You know what I'm saying? You know, because we're at another level, you know. How dare you speak to me? What are we doing here? <laughs> but that's how sometimes people flow, Right? Don't be looking around at nobody. Don't be looking for nobody. Don't be thinking about nobody. I just said it happens that way. All right? All right, so um, how, how about this? Don't ignore your inner man's appetite for strength, especially as you're growing as a man, growing as a husband, growing as a father, growing as uh, a fiancé, whatever you're growing as, you know, minister, whatever. Don't ignore your inner man's appetite for strength. Right? That's why Moses went with his people out into the wilderness. His inner man was crying for more. He was cushy. He was with Pharaoh. He was around silver, gold. He had people uh, answering his beck and call, but his inner man was crying for strength. All that stuff was weakening him. So he decided to pass off that stuff. The scripture says he didn't want the pleasures of sin for a season at the expense of strength. But some of us, we're looking for the path of least resistance, right? See, the pleasures of sin won't feed this line. The pleasures of sin won't feed this line. No, this line needs resistance, not recreation. This lion needs challenge, not comfort. 
So I remember we used to show up for basketball games, and they would say, the team don't have enough. I'm like, what? And then they would say, hey, they're not here in five minutes. You guys could just take the win. I said, no, we give them some time. No, I, I wasn't trained for, for forfeits. I was trained for resistance. And then if they didn't have all, like, the best players, I was like, man. Like, it, I, I, I had to figure out a way to get pumped up because I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm ready for the, the, the real deal. I, I need you. I need everybody here. Everybody here at the top of what they're doing because that's the only way I'm going to enjoy this. I'm not going to enjoy this if you ain't got everybody at full tilt. But some of us, hey, hey, ain't nobody coming. We can get the forfeit, man. Cool, man. We get to win anyway. We get to win at all costs. Everybody injured? Everybody injured? We'll take that championship. We take that championship with nobody cussing us out, no pressure, just playing in a rec gym. That's, that's championship, man. That's, man. That's one of the hardest championships in the world. You are an athlete. It's harder for you to play with a, in, a, in an empty stadium than a full one. Well, you, 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 you like competition, so you, it, it might be for you. Well, I mean, I, I want a packed-out stadium. But I know players that couldn't play on a big stage. At practice, oh, man, they balling. You know why? Because there ain't no pressure at practice. So, so, playing in a bubble, it, it's no pressure. It's like practice. That's why some people did got big contracts, and after the bubble, they were garbage. Athletes know what I'm talking about. You know, they probably don't like what I'm saying, but I don't really care. Because what I'm trying to say is, this lion in, in you is looking for this arena, this pressure. This lion is looking for wilderness. See, the wilderness is a place or position in your life where your style and profile can't exist. Your style and profile can't help you to pass tests at this level. Only your character. Right? And, and, and so when, when your inner man is looking for strength, it ain't looking for style and profile. It's looking for the wilderness. Think about this. Where did Elijah get his strength? He recovered his strength in the wilderness, right? John the Baptist, he's in the wilderness, right? His cousin Jesus, led by the Spirit to where? Hey, look at this, look at this. I just, just, case you, just take my word for it. Because we talk about we want strength, but we're looking for, for convenience, the path of least resistance. And I was sharing this, I think, I think it was at the Bible Study Fellowship, I'm not sure. Um, but we were talking about... Uh, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm just, some things are speculation, but some things are the reality of growing up in life. So, so I was sharing, I know uh, I was t t sharing this with Trina, Karen, and Miesia. We was at Bible Study Fellowship, and I said, I said unfairly, not, not unintentionally, a lot of women have assisted in men being weak. Right? Unintentionally. I said unintentionally. Y'all heard me say unintentionally? Did you hear me say unintentionally? Okay, good. All right, just in case, you know. It's, it's recorded, too, just in case. All right. And so, what I, so, so I went down the line. So, Miege is younger. And I said, well, and so I think Trina said, well, she ain't got no husband. <laughs> she don't, like, how what's she done done? You know? And she ain't got no kids. I said, but there's a lot of times she's been, as she's grown, she's probably 
instead of holding the standard of a, a man of strength, she probably just dated somebody anyway. Well, that don't help him. Because really, while you're courting, you should be requiring strength. You don't see strength. Well, brother, and, 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 the, and, the, and, the, and the seal of the strength is you walking down the aisle. So you don't be looking for the possibility maybe of something, right? So you require strength. Oh, don't get mad. Stay with me in family, right? All right, Father's Day. I love you, Pastor. Okay, so anyway. And so then I was saying sometimes even as, uh, uh, sometimes as wives, you show up in a relationship, the guy's just getting through things because of the baby booms and the generations, which is generation X, Z, Y, all these generations, right? So the guy's getting, he's struggling because he didn't have a good start, okay? So you're helping him. And on the inside, you never really set a time on it, but you have one. So you help him, and, and everything's all going good. But then after a while, you're like, what you doing? Oh, no, 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 you were going to have to get up from here. Oh, no, 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 you, don't, you either got me twisted. But what happens there? What happens is your, your clock is now demanding strength. But you've trained the person to be weak. And you mad at them, but you did the training. Not knowing that, it has a shelf life. Yes, you're designed to help over the hump. <laughs> you can't live that way. That's why a lot of ladies be all irritable, right? Snapping and stuff. Feel like it's bait and switch, right? Y'all know? Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about? I thought we was having a family discussion. <laughs> right? Because you're, thank, thank you, thank you, Stella. Right? Yeah, she's a market handler business, so she, she's like, yeah, get them. But, but what I'm saying is, and then some, so, okay, so you have, you have that level. And then sometimes, we, we always talk about when we do premarital courtship, we talk about the ego. Well, eagles were designed, the, the, the female eagle is designed bigger than the male eagle. And what they do is when the male says, hey, I want to get with you, that female eagle takes off, gets huge tree stumps, tries to uh, uh, drop it on his head, try to kill him. And he got to show that he can elude that thing, right? Big boulders, dropping it, kill him, right? And he, so he's, but, well, what he's saying is, the fellas are going, man, man, she almost killed you. He said, I might, I might as well be there without her. So he's showing value from the door. He's showing strength and faith, approved faith and tried character. No, bring it. What he's saying is, bring it. You can bring a boulder. You can bring whatever. He passed the test. He makes her. She's sitting. The girls are come by. It's like, where your man at? Oh, he's providing. How you know he's out there with some other woman? Oh, he almost died for me. Oh, trust me. Trust, trust me. Listen, he ain't out there messing around. Well, how do you know he's going to come back with something? No, I don't see him. I tested him. There's nothing out there that can come at him that he can't handle. So right now I'm chilling, taking care of my kids, waiting for my baby to show up. Because my baby got strength. You see the difference? There's a confidence when somebody has strength. When you're dealing with somebody that's weak, even though nobody's talking about it, it's the elephant in the room. 
You're like, no, no, I'll take care of that. No, 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 it's, it's, it's quite all right. I'll take care of that. No, 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 let me, no, 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 for real, for real. Because you don't trust a person. Why? <laughs> Is that an amen or something? Right? So, so again, <laughs> we must be willing to do whatever. That's how you forge that strength of a man, right? And, and that's why they went to the wilderness, right? And, and, and I read this book called Wild at Heart. I do recommend it. Uh, you know, I, I just recently sent it to my nephew. And, and I'm, I'm, I just want to give you a few things that I got and some of the things the author shared. Um, uh, one of the things, this is what the author shared. He says, uh, there's something else I'm after out here in the wild or in the wilderness. I'm searching for even a more elusive prey, something that can only be found through the help of the wilderness. And, and the author said his heart, but what I realized is, you know, when God put me out in this wilderness, I was looking for my heart and the strength within it. And so a lot of times you, you, you're only going to find that in the wilderness. Deuteronomy 8.2 says, I've taken you through the wilderness, number one, to humble you, number one, two, to prove you, so you would know what's in your heart, whether you would keep my commandments or not. Will you be solid in character, keep my commandments, regardless of your successes or seemingly failures? Will your relationship with me change based on circumstances? Or will it be true and in, strong in integrity regardless of the circumstances? See, that's why we're in the wilderness, because a lot of us to tell God what we're going to do. But God allows us to the wilderness. God, the wilderness shows what we actually are going to do. And you know what it's showing? What we are doing now. Right? All right, so just, uh, so uh, adventure with its requisite danger and wilderness is deeply, is a, is a deeply spiritual longing written in the soul of man. The masculine heart needs a place where nothing is prefabricated, limited, manipulated, theorized, or controlled. Where there's room for the soul, where the atmosphere around us corresponds to the atmosphere in our heart. See, see, this, the, that strength of a man has to be in a particular atmosphere. Think about it. God doesn't encounter Moses at the mall. He's in the wilderness. Right? He's in the wilderness. He, find, he, he finds him or was found by him somewhere out there in the deserts of Sinai, a long way from the comforts of Egypt, right? Remember, Jacob was in his wrestling match in the wilderness. And we, we just talked about Elijah and John the Baptist and all those guys, right? They were in the wilderness. Let's, I told you to go to Luke 4, right? I'm going to give you this scripture. I'm, I'm going to give you a couple other things, and then we're going. All right, so, so we know Jesus, Jesus shows up, and he shows us how to live this life. He's serving his parents, but there's a, a, there's a point in time for him to operate like the Messiah. That's what he's purposed to do. So just like us, we're purposed to do things, but there's a point where we're serving as if we have no purpose. He's, fixed, he's a carpenter, right? He's, at, he's operating like a human, but he's the Messiah. But then he hits a point where he goes and he gets baptized by John. John is going to be under him, 
but was preparing the way before him. He goes to get baptized. God shows up and says, this is my son of whom, whom I'm well pleased. So now he gets an endorsement from God. So we go through that in our life. We're going through stuff. You know, we, it seems like we're behind the scenes, but you get a word or prophecy, something to let you know you're on the right track. See, we take that word and we think that means you've arrived. Jesus didn't arrive. He was just letting them know he's on the right track. You know how we know that? Because the next thing, that same Holy Spirit that fell on them, that filled them up, took them to the wilderness. He waited 30 years to get endorsed by God in front of man. And the next thing that happened was the wilderness. Because the wilderness was to test what's in his character. Right? He goes into the wilderness, uh, Luke 4, 1. It says, in being full of the Holy Ghost. Now, some of us ain't even stand in position to get filled. But it says, in being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, right, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. After that, you, you, we know the story, uh, Satan tested him, right? The, the, you know, lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes of pride of life, Right? So when you drop down here to verse 13, it says, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, all the testing, he departed from him for a season. Because he realized he done passed all the tests. Look at verse 14. Now remember, verse 1 said Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, right? Look at verse 14. It says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. Look, and then it says, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. So he ended up with, with strength and power and fame after he got through the wilderness. We avoid the wilderness. No, no, no. We have to embrace the wilderness to embrace the strength of a man. See, Christ's, Christ's wilderness is where that strength was found. So if we are ever to find out who we are or what we are here for, uh, we have to embrace the wilderness for ourselves. That's how we get our heart or our strength of a man. In the wilderness, uh, these men of God were searching for their strength. Basically, they, they were searching for God. God is the strength of a man. And that's, that's why uh, Jesus found what he found. See, because, because the wilderness you see is preparation for the purpose you can't see. The wilderness you see is preparation for the purpose you can't see. So what you're going through now that you see is preparing you for what you can't see. That's why the scripture says don't look on the things that you see for their temporal. Look on the things that you can't see for the eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18, right? So if we want to embrace being real men of strength, don't get intimidated, overwhelmed, or, or, or punked into quitting because you're experiencing wilderness. Past the test, there's, there's wonderful things on the other side. See, see the, world the world limits within boxed options the world's limits within box options are designed with one aim, to harness a man to the plow and sterilize his produce. But the soul refuses to be harnessed. It's crying out for strength. How can a man know 
he is one, um, how can a man know he is a person of strength when his highest aim is minding manners versus having faith to move mountains? Right? See, that's why we don't use our faith because we've been trained to play it safe, right? You know, so, so that's why a lot of times ministries, churches, businesses, they wonder why it can't get more men to sign up for programs. The answer is simple. We haven't invited men to know and live from the depths of their heart. So that's why, no, you know, men don't even know why, but they don't like to participate in service stuff. See, so... Let me just say this. Aggression is a part of the masculine design. We are hardwired for it. If we believe that man is made in the image of God, then we would do well to remember that the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name, Exodus 15.3. Life needs a man to be fierce and fiercely devoted. The wounds he will take throughout his life will cause him to lose heart if all he has been trained to be is soft. See, so a lot of times, in one breath, we're, we're oh, I heard uh, Ty say this this morning. Pastor Mel was teaching on emotions. And Ty said what he realizes is it's not like he's not supposed to have or use the emotions. Um, they're supposed to be, you have to master the emotions, right? Um, and the same thing, you know, you have the one, the one of the things about the book Wild of Heart, what it was, it was just showing the, that you got different designs, you know, like, you know, the men are not, uh, uh, apt to hysteria, which is hysterectomy, hysterical, uh, you know, but they, they lines, they may roar, you know? So, I mean, we used to talk one time, I was like, you know, I was raising my voice. When I'm mad, I raise my voice too. But I wasn't mad this time, I, you know, because my wife is passionate. She's passionate. Well, y'all done seen her passionate, so she's passionate. So I was being passionate. She was like, well, you, you raise your voice loud. I said, babe, I ain't no kitty cat. I'm, I'm a lion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, and the thing is, so what happens is because men have operated in the Ahab spirit and got not gotten to their rightful place, now you're in this position where you've, you, you forfeit your authority and you have someone that means well to help you, but their, their default may be more controlling because they're, they're out of position. And so out of position, so instead of the things that would normally stretch you and correct you and teach you how to manage your aggression, now you're being, uh, even your natural aggression is being suppressed. So now you, you cross over into abuse. And so, so now when you cross over into abuse, you're trained to be soft. Because a person, that, a person that's designed to be sensitive, one thing that they're, they're, they're uh, an expert at is how to be sensitive. So what they're sharing with you is they're sharing with you what you need. You need to take on a level of sensitivity, but sometimes it could be overkill 
when that's all you're getting, but you're not being told how to use your aggression. You've, you've been told to either suppress it or to, or, or to, or to remove it altogether. Because, but the person's not being evil. They don't know what to do with that. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they, they don't know how to navigate through that. So now you get into a situation where the, the adversary is coming to fight. He's trying to attack the church. He's trying to attack your marriage. He's trying to take your house, your kids. He's trying to take your finances. And you wonder why this guy doesn't have, now you want the aggression. But you don't train the person to be soft. And so their response is, you got that, right? <laughs> get him, baby. Get him, baby. My baby don't play. I'm sorry, that probably wasn't nice, uh, right? So, so again, it's learning just like, you know, I read a book called Tender Warriors, and the book was uh, really training men how to raise daughters. Uh, so a tender warrior. So, so one, you're still a warrior, but you got to be tender enough because, and what it's saying, a, a, a solid man teaches the daughter how to handle her emotions before her hormones kick in. But if you don't teach her how to, how to uh, what did you say, babe? You said a uh, master, right? Yeah. So if you don't know how to master your emotions as a female before your hormones kick in, now there's going to be hysteria, <laughs> right? There's going to be hysteria. And then most of us can say we were never taught, not we, I'm not a female. Uh, most of y'all can say you were never taught that. So now what you do is you spend a whole lot of t t a time trying to convince somebody to tell you it's okay. You know, I grew up on, oh, it's PMS. No, that's cool. No, we don't need to do nothing about it. We don't need to use faith. We don't need to pray. We don't need nothing. It's just, hey, just look, find a calendar, study it out, map out when it comes. But the truth is it don't always come at the same. <laughs> like, like I used to think I was sweet. Yeah, about that time. No, it's okay, baby. Oh, no, don't worry about it. No, that's good. It's good. It's all right. No, 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 it's, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, because I, I, th I think I'm sweet. Thinking I had the week. You know, we get through that week, I was like, yeah, I did good, boy. She got a little, got a little, little edgy, but, you know, I, you know, I went the extra mile. Went the extra, next week come by, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What's this? It's last week. You, 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 you got to do overtime? <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? So think about, you, you grew up in a culture that's training folk that way, and now you have a culture that's telling you live based on how you feel. So now you got guys not even wanting to be guys. But they're going to start dealing with things that they were designed to be house fans to cover. They were designed to be warriors, right? To war in the spirit even. Not to be intimidated. Sometimes we in situations and my wife goes like, babe, do you know this is serious, right? I was like, baby, it's serious, but I can't get all worked up. You know, so I like, you know, I, I didn't tell her this, but I'm saying it like that. Uh, you do your job. Let me do my thing over here. You know what I'm saying? But I, 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 I was trained how to handle pressure. I mean, to play a point guard, I was taught how to be calm, cool, and collective under pressure. And what they used to always say is like, they used to come to me. I remember Dion and them came to see us play, and they pulled me to the side. It's like, this look like nothing bothering you out there. No, I see it. 
I can't be moved by it. If I I drop the ball, I can't go, "Ah, let me get the ball and then throw it where I wanted to throw it before. Too late. I got to gather the ball, reset myself, see what's happening, and see what my options are. Panicking don't help. Nothing. You see what I'm saying? So I had to learn how to handle pressure. I know y'all be telling, uh, such and such doing this, this person left, this person doing this, this person said, he was good for that, he called me up, well, I just want to let you know what such and such said. And one time he called me up, he said, I just want to let you know, I said, I don't need to know. <laughs> He's looking out for me, you know, like, you know, I just, you know, because they don't need to be talking about my past. I'm like, man, I don't need to know, it's cool. <laughs> Guess what, everybody don't like me, it's all right. But, 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 but look, the reality is, you know why I know everybody don't like me? Because everybody don't know me. If they knew me, they like me. You see what I'm saying? But, but so I'm okay with that. You see what I'm saying? But, but I'm going to be consistent. I, I just, I shared this. You might have went out the room. But uh, I think you had uh, work to do. So, so we did Bible study. So, so there's a couple times, Trina, she said it here. She was like, I mean, when we first came to the church, keep talking about faith. Like, okay. You know, when she says, I understand now, right? Then uh, what, you, you said something else over the Bible study. You said, I was always saying something, and you was like, you understand it now. I was trying to get me Asia to remember what it was. Did you remember what she said? This, this was just this past Friday. But it was another category. It wasn't faith. But it was something... I, you know, back then, I was wondering why Pastor Keith keeps saying that. She says, I understand it now. But suppose I stop saying it. Because she wasn't trying to hear it. Or maybe she had an indifferent face. Or she had, a, you know, Trina got looks. You know, so, so, so she's looking at me like, are we serious right now? Oh, here you go again. She ain't saying those things. But, you know, when you ain't really trying to hear nothing, it looks like that. But suppose I'm, a, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm teaching. I'm like, Look over there, Trina. Could you just look over there so I can finish? You know what I'm saying? But suppose I did that. But, but have I done that? I've, I've never done that. I haven't never treated you any different. Right? You know why? Because I can't be intimidated by that. I got to be. Guess what? It's not about my performance. It's about my obedience. Do you understand that? So no matter what anybody thinks, I'm going to be obedient that's something Jamal told me. He was eating. He said, I'm not watching you, Pastor Keith. People might be paying attention, but he really pays attention. He said, I'm watching you. He says, I notice. He said, first of all, he said, I could be saying this wrong, but I think you said, you're the same guy, right? He says, but I've watched each situation we've gone through. He watched how I handle stuff, this, that, and the other. He says, but I've watched the consistency. Well, 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 that's exciting for me. Is that me? Because what God wants to do in his life, I have to show him consistency. You you understand what I'm saying? And this is is the key. It ain't personal. We got to lock in, right? This ain't the time. Okay, so the women don't like, what the word they don't like? Uh, Thirsty? Thirsty, they don't like thirsty. No men don't like? Soft. They don't like soft. But guess what? This ain't time to be soft. 
This ain't time to be soft. Now, if you're bothered by that, then you are are apart and soft. Because if you're not soft, you ain't bothered by that. You're, you're, you're over here going, yeah, they don't not need not to be soft. But if you're over here going, what you trying to say? <laughs> I just said it. This is not the time. Now, ladies, you got to allow th- these men to pull on their strength. Right? You want to help? Help me suitable. Help someone to be strong, not weak. And a lot of times you help people to be weak because you think about yourself. I didn't say, did I say any names, Tanya? I did not say a name, did I? You said yours. <laughs> you heard yours in the spirit, <laughs> prophetically. Oh, you said, I just said your name. You said Tanya. <laughs> so so was, that, was that like uh, impartation? <laughs> right? You, you see what I'm saying? Like you, you, you're, you're assisting them to be weak. Help suitable helps a person pull out their strength. But that means you have to tolerate some things. You know what I'm saying? You got to trust that God's going to cover what you... You normally, that don't normally don't happen at church. It's normally, it's normally the, the, the women are like looking at the guy. Terrence looking at her. <laughs> look, look, look. Natalie, daughter. <laughs> so you going to get on the phone at church. I'll be right with you. <laughs> I don't know. I hope it ain't the mic because I like this mic. Um, so... But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we just, we, we, we let's, let's teamwork. Teamwork. So, so that means you might have to say, you, you, you might have to let them lead you to church. Even if they go by themselves, just send them. Get out. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and if you got these young kids in your life, man, stop weakening them. Put them in an uncomfortable situation. Like, I never, in our generation, it was like, we didn't have these choices. Like, we showed up. That was our training. Like, like where do you think you're going? <laughs> Listen, they sent me to church. They didn't go. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I just try to fake sleep. Now get on up going down to Good Neighbor Baptist Church. Chance Lavender. Now get on up going down. And I used to be walking like, why you ain't going? Why I got to go? <laughs> Y'all let the house chilling. I can go out here and get embarrassed. I don't even know what these people are talking about. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's, let's, let's forge strength. Guess what? Guess what? You, you, you're going you're gonna to have to, uh, man, I don't like that. that that's popping. But I got to handle it, right? Can't get weak. Got to be a man. Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. God will cover it. You want me to switch to this? All right. So, so what I'm saying is like even, even, um, at, hey, be a man. No, just, <laughs> be a man. <laughs> That's our new song, Holy Ghost song. Be a man. <laughs> well, now you ain't had to look like that because you were singing. She was like, 
Hey, can I get my little, you know, I'm staying in one pocket, be a man. That's it. <laughs> but anyway, what I was saying is like, like, so it's going to take like a little stretching for us, a little challenge, you know. Um, oh, that's not, the, that's not the mic. Oh, okay. It's going to take, uh, you got to be, you're going to have to be willing, you got to turn me up a little bit. You have to be willing not to be liked. Right, just for a season, you have to be Darth Vader or whatever you want to be, you know. <laughs> but but just for a season, you know. But trust me, it's gonna work out. I, this 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 uh, Lucille over here, <laughs> like like uh, we was walking out one time. She's like, oh, what, what you, what's, this, "What's the line? Well, when are you gonna be on my side?" Right. You ain't never on my side. First of all, at the time she was saying this, she probably said church like two, three years. Like, is your side got a limit? Is it over? Like, <laughs> like, like after after a couple of years. But the, but the point was, she didn't realize I was on our side by challenging her, right? Not letting her off the hook, right? Cause that, that's because I care, or I could just be sitting there going, yeah. She'll be gone in a minute. <laughs> you know, that's not, you know, so I'm liked. Do you understand? All right, that's all. That's all. Stand your feet. Stand your feet.